I'm Sammy King, and this is What's Wrong. Um, I'm trying something new today, and uh, I'm not sure whether... I mean, if you're at home and you're listening to this, you could be watching it. It still works if you listen to it. You could be watching it on YouTube.com slash The Citizen Strange. You can watch it there. Um, and uh, if you're just listening to it, you can listen to it... Um, well, you're listening to it now. But you can also do something else. I think I'm going to start trying to do this thing where maybe once um, a uh, month or so... Uh, I try and do a live streaming podcast as well. So I'm recording it for you at home. I'm recording it on uh, on the, the video for you at home on, so you can see what's going on. And I'm also streaming this on TikTok. So we just got going um, because I realized that it's kind of a cool – if I'm going to do these podcasts by myself like I used to do – uh, before I started having guests, most every podcast. Because the thing is, I can't get into the studio this week. I'm not, I'm not able to get into the studio. Um, I'm just, it's in too busy. We're going to record next week. We're going to get a bunch more. And hey, welcome everybody on TikTok. Hi, thanks for joining us. If you're listening to this and, uh, and for the next one, if you want to, because uh, this, this is going, it's obviously not radio, so it's going out. Uh, you can listen to it. You can go on uh, at This Is Simon King on TikTok, and I, I'll try and stream Maybe uh, maybe second Wednesday of the month. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I also, like I said, I'm still going to do the in-studio ones. Still going to have guests. Got a bunch of cool guests coming up. Um, but I just wanted to um, to say, um, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say hi and and uh, and welcome everybody and uh, and thanks for listening to this and thanks for watching this on TikTok. Hello, how are you, TikTok? Th- nice to see you. Um, if you have any questions or anything, I'm going to kind of go back and forth. I'm filming here for the people on YouTube and I'm looking at you guys. So uh, if I ignore you or miss something, please don't think that it's, uh, it's personal, although it might be personal. How the fuck do you know? Right? It could be really personal. Can you hear the wonderful traffic noise in the background? That's how you can tell I'm not in the studio. That and also the alien behind me. Um, anyway, so yeah, I thought I'd try that. I don't know whether people are going to like it or not. I thought maybe I could do it as a, I might just do it, start doing it as a Patreon thing. Patreon.com slash This Is Simon King. I might start doing that. I don't know. Maybe that would be a Patreon thing. Um, but my patrons, a lot of my patrons are like in the UK and stuff. So the time frame might not work. So this is interesting because I know it's the middle of the day on a work day, you fucking degenerates. Uh, so <laughs> if you're listening to this and slacking off at work, I really appreciate it if you're watching this. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to chat with you guys for about half an hour. We'll do a short one today. And I just want to say hi and, uh, and try this out and see if people like this. I don't know if this is going to work for people, but uh, it might do. Uh, I don't know if anybody uh, who's on um, TikTok right now, on TikTok Live, uh, listens to my podcast or watches my podcast. But if you do, welcome. And if you don't, um, it's usually uh, not just a fat-headed guy talking into a camera anymore. It used to be, but, but sometimes we just do stupid shit as well. Um, I wanted to talk, actually, today. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do uh, uh, a solo podcast again. And um, our, also, my... Um, my wonderful uh, producer, uh, Mikey, will be back uh, for the next series. He's returned from his uh, worldwide quest. He's found the six magic keys. Uh, he's freed um, the villagers of Rairon. And now he's, um, now he's uh, you know, he's out there. He's, he's, he's welcome to come back and start podcasting again. It's, it's hard when your producer is questing all the time. You guys know. Anyway, so um, it's, uh, it's uh, really kind of something I wanted to do because we, we put out uh, – so I've, I've been posting clips from um, my special As Good As Or Better Than. So the special got um, released in uh, 2022, but what happened was it basically got released uh, into Canada, um, which means you're more likely to get people um, – you're, you're going to reach more people if you yell in a mall food court than if you release a comedy special just to Canadians or mostly to Canadians. Like it did go out on YouTube, but it, it wasn't – you know, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as widely um, released as we would like, and the American market didn't really get a get a handle on it. 
And so um, uh, the great folks at 800 Pound Guerrilla Media, they uh, got in touch with us, and they were like, can we, can, we, can we put this thing on our channel? And I was like, yeah, you can do that. You can put that thing on your channel. Why the fuck not? Let's do it, you know? I didn't, uh, I didn't do it as Paul Giamatti, though. Of course you can put that thing on your a YouTube channel. Why not? Why wouldn't you put that on your YouTube channel? That's fantastic. Um, so they did. They put it out there on the YouTube channel, and they, um, they released it, and uh, the response has been fantastic, partly due to you, TikTok, um, partly due to, um, to the folks over at Instagram, and, uh, and of course, the 800-pound Gorilla Media and uh, Comedy Here Often, my Canadian label. Fantastic. They've been fantastic. The release has been ridiculous. I mean... The thing is, is you got to understand that, like, for a Canadian comedian, um, you're, uh, you know, the best thing you can do is to get into the American market. Sadly, that's just the way we work. And it's so hard to do because it's so, um, it's, it's so difficult to, to crack that nut. And especially, you know, like, there's just a, there's a lot of great comedy out there. There's a lot of garbage comedy. It's just a lot of comedy in general, a lot of stand-up comedy um, out there. And, um, oh, for anyone who doesn't know, um, who's just joining us on TikTok, I'm a stand-up comedian. That's what I do. Um, you might know if you've seen my clips on my thing, but you're watching this, so probably not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so the point is, um, it's really hard to kind of crack that nut. And, uh, you know, and, and it's just we have a tenth of the population base in the United States. So it's like whatever you do here, you amplify that by ten times in the States. So we had the special out for a year um, in Canada on the Canadian market, and uh, and it did fine. Uh, you know, basically my, my fan base, which is awesome. Thank you about, you know, pretty much every one of my fans saw it. Uh, so that's uh, both of my fans. Just kidding. But like, um, we had like, you know, maybe 20,000 views or something when it was sitting on my channel, which is great. But there's only so much promotion you can do because Google would not let me um, uh, advertise it um, because they said it was shocking content, which uh, is a reason to go watch the fucking thing. Uh, I think I say motherfucker a bunch. I don't think I say cunt, but I think I say motherfucker. I might say cunt. I don't know. Do I? I just said it now. Anyway, uh, I sound like Billy Burke. Jesus, what the fuck? Like, just say cunt, dude. Why the fuck? Can you hear the um, hear the sirens in the background? Yeah, this is uh, this is weird. That's there's the people. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, Siren. Oh, by the way, if you're uh, joining us on TikTok, feel free to comment, and I will try and do instant feedback. But like I said, I'm looking at that camera, which we're recording, and I'm looking at you, and so I may miss something. But if I do, um, I apologize. But if you want to ask a question or anything, I'm happy to do it. It's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. It's because I wanted to say thank you to everyone who uh, promoted this special. Anyway, let's get back to what I was. The, I should take a sip of coffee. I've been holding it the whole time. Um, so, uh, you know, we released it in the American market. Pretty much every one of my fans in Canada, or that I know of, uh, not just in Canada, but, but everywhere, had seen it. And it's not a ton of fans. I mean, I'm not a famous person, but my fan base is great. Um, I always say there's not a lot of them, but they're, they're, I put my fans up against anyone else's in terms of, like, the value is ten times. Uh, oh, thanks, uh, Testoff. Testoff? Uh You are absolutely fantastic. I discovered you recently and immediately had to binge your TikTok. Thank you very much. This is why I started doing things like this, because I thought maybe it would be nice to see the, the fat head behind the yelling. Uh, oh, I'm wearing a similar shirt, though, to the one in a lot of the clips, so, which has become my uh, comedy uniform, I think. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we do the podcast to, to kind of like reach people and everything. And I just realized I hadn't really been promoting it much on the podcast. Uh, I'm very bad. I'm so garbage at this social media stuff. I'm really bad at kind of connecting, like you're supposed to funnel things from, uh, TikTok to Instagram to YouTube or whatever the hell you're supposed to do. I'm just garbage at it. And it's just, it's just, I'm, I'm busy trying to write jokes and do all the other stuff. And, and I'm old. I'm an old fucking man. I'm mostly made of wood and seashells. That's what I am. I'm not a very, you know. I'm not a modern, advanced human. I don't know how these kids do it. 
Did you work at a video store in Red Deer early 2000s? No, no, I would have taken my own life by now. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I haven't had a job uh, since uh, 2002. The last job that I actually had was uh, I worked in a call center, but I've never worked anywhere other than uh, British Columbia for an actual company. Maybe not. Like for a job. I mean, as a comedian, I have, but as a job, I've never. Yeah, Red Deer is fine and all. Um, you know, if you need gas, just kidding. I love Red Deer, and uh, I, there are some fantastic folks that come out there. So thank you, Chuck. Um, so, yeah, so we, uh, we put the special out with, you know, I thought, I didn't know it would get as much push as it has, but we're averaging something like 4,500 views a day. It's been out for about a week, and uh, last I checked, where are we at here? I should have a look. Um, and, the, and the other thing, too, is this is the thing. It's, I, mean, I know that we're all about numbers in this day and age. That's uh, Thanks, Murloc31. Murloc31 is a great name. I love your material, bro. Keep doing it. Thank you. It, Murloc sounds like, Murloc is coming. Beware. Murloc will destroy the village. That's a weird voice. Why did that happen? Um, okay, so hold on a second. So where are we at with the numbers here? Last I checked, we are at... Um, I hate, like I said, I hate that numbers, arbitrary numbers have become... Hello from Ireland. Love your comedy. Keep up the great work, my friend. Thank you very much. I, w I want to come to Ireland. I do. I've never performed in Ireland. Can you fucking believe it? It's ridiculous. Um, okay, so uh, we're at 34,700 today, um, and the special came out a week ago, um, which I know those numbers aren't, in, you know, these numbers aren't incredible. These are not like famous people numbers, but for me, um, for, for my level of achievement, for what I do, for, for my level of fame, um, that's ridiculous, you know, and the comments have just been, I couldn't even ask for, I mean, obviously there's some, you know, racists and dipshits and bots, but other than that, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, for the internet, if you put anything out on the internet, you expect to get smacked in the nose by at least 50% of the people, and the, the comments have been remarkable. So I really just want to say thank you. I mean, I, I, you know, this is a podcast um, was intended to kind of try and connect with people and have fun and let you guys see what I, I mean, just basically me and my friends goofing around. If you haven't seen the podcast, I encourage you to go back and look at them on my YouTube channel, um, uh, youtube.com. Well, the links are in link three. Um, uh, oh, thanks, dude. I watched the special, and then I went back and watched the old special of yours, too. Thank you very much, Will with Glasses. That's a great name. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, and so uh, I just thought it might be fun to kind of like once in a while reach out. And I, I know if you're listening at home or in your car or, uh, you know, as you're about to jump out of, a, a, a you know, an airplane and uh, – parachute into a, a terrorist complex and take it. I know that's I know this is what everyone listens to they get amped up before a raid I know that I know people are like look I want to run into I want to run in and attack, free those hostages but first what does a fathead loser comedian have to say let's listen to that let's because it makes you feel good about your life right it gives you things to live for you know <laughs> you can be like I don't even know who like I love the fact that people listen to my podcast I think it's great and I think you guys are fantastic but I have absolutely no idea who does it I don't know I don't know why. I'm hoping it's not people who are like, I'm hoping it's not someone flying a transatlantic flight, like not, not on the plane, but like a pilot who's like, oh, this will make me. They, they just feel depressed by the end and they're like, I head towards a mountainside. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my God. But um, you know what I think I like about podcasting too um, that I don't get normally because it's the, the sound through the headphones. Because when I do voice work, I can hear myself through these things and it's great. But, you know, you don't get to just run your yap. But this is fucking... But I always find this, too, and I've said this before. Whenever I do an impression that sounds accurate to other people, it doesn't sound right to me, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, when I do a Joe Rogan or something that sounds right to me, it doesn't sound right to anybody. 
Wow, look at that. Check that guy out. What's that? Whoa, look at the size of that guy. Absolute monster. Whoa, monster. What are you doing? To me, that sounds accurate, but I don't think it sounds accurate to other people. Maybe I just don't know Joe's voice that well. I don't know. Maybe I should just do Joe Rogan for my, like, do my version of the real Rogan. Because I do it sometimes on the podcast, and I don't think anybody knows what it is. I don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's the problem. This is weird. It's kind of cool to have an audience, though. I used to do these podcasts. You know, anyone who's listened to the podcast for a long time knows that I used to do these, uh, you know, often just by myself for the first however many years. Five, six years? Six years. When did I do it? 2013, and then I stopped and I did a, a run of podcasts in 2020 just to kind of finish it up, and then I thought I was done. <clears throat> and then here we are again, um, just yelling at people and talking randomly into TikTok, which is fucking great. Um, yeah, I, I, I just used to do them by myself, and then I kind of just ran out of things to talk about. Not ran out of things to talk about, I just got bored. You know what it was? I just didn't want to do it anymore, and I just didn't feel like it. And then now this popped up, and now I'm doing this. And it's been good because, like, you know, I'm back on the road now, too. I'm torn again, which is good. We've got some – oh, I did this fucking insane show in uh, 100 Mile House, which if anyone doesn't know, which nobody does. Uh, 100 Mile House is about 100 uh, – well, it's 100 miles from the beginning of the Gold Rush Trail. That's what they call it that. But 100 Mile House – um, it's about six hours from Vancouver and getting there was an absolute fucking nightmare because there was like the roads were washed out it took forever to get there I had my very great friend amazing headliner who happened to be opening for me because he's doing me a favor Dylan Reimer uh, friends of the podcast know Dylan Reimer they know how hilarious he is I was very lucky that just two old grumpy comedians got to go on a car together we don't get to do that much you know you don't get to travel work with your friends much uh, because they're headliners right so you don't need two headliners on a show unless you're doing a theater tour or something so it was really nice to be able to get to go with Dylan. That was fantastic. Um, the way it came about was I was trying to get a gig because um, I'm working a new hour right now and I'm just not happy with it. And, and you know, because stand-up comedy is a uh, performance art, you can't just work on it at home and then hope that people, you know, like it when you – well, some comics can. I can't. I, I need to write on stage. I'm one of those kind of performers. I need to do that. So – for me, um, going and doing shows is, is essential, but I don't necessarily want to go to markets where later on I'm going to want to sell tickets, hopefully, to a bigger crowd, like where I have a fan base or anything like that. So I go to the smaller towns that I don't really get too much. Um, you know, we charge a lower ticket price. We play a smaller venue. We try not to, you know, saturate the market until I'm ready. I mean, it's still good. I think it's still a good hour. I mean, I'm pretty happy with how it came out so far, but it's not what I want. I'm thinking about restructuring the whole thing, too, because... Um, I wanted to talk about my dad's death in it because uh, my dad died in October, for anyone who doesn't know, and, and I wanted to talk about it. But the more material I've been writing about it, the more I realized I'm only talking about the top parts of it. I really need to like dig into – I think I think it would be doing uh, a disservice to uh, what jokes I could get out. I mean, like I said, that's my inheritance, right? The, the old man left me material. So um, like in terms of something to talk about. So I think it would be doing it an injustice to not properly uh, – address everything I want to uh, in, in, in a special. So I might do a special just specifically about that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't talk about myself much um, on stage. So uh, And then uh, like a bunch of this material is about um, myself. It's, uh, it's about me, the stuff I'm working now. And I feel like I maybe want to put that away because I've started writing more of the stuff that was like on Furious again, like more like you know, kind of edgier, like screamy, yelly, dark shit, um, but very political and social. Because I've got all this stuff about capitalism and all this stuff about um, – actually, I, I said on stage, uh, other than when you're hosting, which I never do, um, but I said on stage something I, I don't think I've said in years and very rarely ever said before. I was on um, 
I uh, was doing an open mic on Monday night, which was fun. And I, uh, I opened with, how's everyone doing tonight? And the audience cheered. I was like, wrong. You're victims of late stage capitalism. <laughs> and then everyone gets up there and is like, dating's weird. And I just kept doing it like, yeah, dating's weird when you don't have any fucking money because the, the government picks your pocket and fucking billionaire class just yelled, build guillotines at everybody and screamed out of the royal family. It was fun. Um, anyway, so I did this gig in a um, hundred mile house. And I went all the way up there, and uh, when we got there, it was a small... I was doing it on the way somewhere, too. That's when I originally booked, and then it, that didn't work out, but then I kept the date. It was all very stupid and complicated. Booking is boring, but um, the venue uh, had a maximum capacity of 60 people, which is very small, um, but only 45, 40 of them, maybe, could see the stage. So you really cut that top 20 off. You can't have 20 people paying full ticket price and not seeing the stage. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to... You know, anybody. It's not fair to the venue. It's not fair to anybody. So we, we basically could sell 40 tickets a show. That's all we could fucking do, um, which is remarkably, remarkably small. But uh, I'll tell you, we got into the early show. Um, so we got there like an hour before the show, set up the sound system. The sound system didn't work properly. Don't know what the fuck that was about. So the sound check, so worked at sound check, didn't work after. Now, this is always the way, Canadian show business. I don't know what the fuck I did wrong, but anyway, I did something wrong. It was very easy. It's a plug-and-play one. I don't know why it was so hard to... For anyone just joining us um, on the live feed, I know you guys at home are listening and you guys at home watching know um, that I'm just talking about a gig that I did to work out new material-ish and then uh, how it went. It was a very small place, like I said, about 40 seats. Um, and they didn't have any blinds for the windows, so the early show, and it's facing, the windows were facing uh, west. So uh, on the early show, the early show started at 7, because that whole town fucking shuts down at like 9 or something, 8 o'clock. Nobody goes out. Um, so um, I, uh, the first show started, it started at uh, 7 o'clock, so we got there at 5, set up. Got back there, 6.30, we get there, it's like it's like full. There's like a lot of people there, which is great. Um, but they're old, they skew's a bit older, right? Um, but we had done two shows. We had booked two shows because it was so small. It's not worth going out for 40, 40 seats. I think we were only charging 20 bucks. Like I said, it was like a low ticket price too because we don't want to – I didn't want to like – you know. and it was just me and, and Dylan Reimer. It was just the two of us, which was so fun, quite frankly. One of the reasons you know, comedy can be really enjoyable is because you get to travel with your friends and be ridiculous and just tell dark, fucked-up jokes all the way, <laughs> do stupid impressions and be ridiculous with each other, which is really part of it. Went up, um, did the um, did the did the first show. First show was fine. Nothing wrong with it. Audience was good. Um, they were uh, they were kind of like um, a little bit more sticky, but I think it's because the sun was in their eyes half the fucking time. I mean, they, the, the the venue is great. The shout out to Cask and Cleaver. They're really a great couple of guys putting just doing great work, making the uh, you know bringing some arts and shit up to um, up to hundred mile, which is fantastic. Just doing. Great stuff. I mean, it's it's one of those communities where there's not a lot of people there, um, and the people that are coming in, are, they're starting to skew younger as people are coming in, which is great. So these guys are really putting the efforts. Great beer, really, uh, really great atmosphere, and very accommodating. And they they worked like a like all hell to because we didn't have a lot of lead time, so they worked like all hell to get this thing promoted, and it worked. Um, and the early show was great. It was like I said, it was a great show. It wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't anything other than good. It was just I enjoyed it. I had fun. The late, sh uh, the early show, sorry, the late show, holy fuck, uh, apparently nobody does anything in that town after about 8 o'clock at night, so having a show that started at 9.30, um, it was like, it, I think it confused people, but then they really enjoyed it, so people came to the late show, 
And uh, and it was nuts. Uh, Dylan had one of the best sets I've ever seen him have. One of those ones where it was just like every single thing he said just annihilated. And I'm sitting there at the bar being like, because eh. I only normally do one show in a night, right? Like I'll go there, I'll do one show, and then we're done. Um, because I like to, you know, I like to you know, do an hour, five, hour, ten, whatever, and then get it out, and then we're done, right? And uh, so doing two shows in a night is unusual for me as it is. And I was already, like, I was a little bit fucking exhausted. Um, and then, uh, which is pathetic. <laughs> I, was exa- I wasn't even drinking that much, too, because I had to drive. So I had, like, a beer. I couldn't even drink that much. It was just, and the beer was, oh, two beers. And the beer was delicious. But I am, and then I, of course, being me, I forgot to eat. So, um, you know, I was kind of exhausted. But watching Dylan have such a great set blew my mind. I was like, I got to get involved in this. And as soon as I got on stage, I was like, all bets are off. And it was so fun. We did record it, um, which I almost never do. But Dylan recorded it for me, which was great. Um, And I mean, the the footage, I don't know if I'll release any of it because, you know, all the jokes are kind of, you know, we're working on it. We're trying to make the jokes kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. You know, it's like, because when the special got put out last year, I was like, I felt really under the gun. I'm like, you got to get this shit done and get to camera. Like, I was hoping to be to camera by the end of this year. Um, like, you know, record the next one. Um, just eight beers. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Murloc. <laughs> Murloc is correct. Eight beers. Um, uh, no, it was only two, but they were really good. And I wished I'd had eight. Oh, my God. But that was the reason I had to get up early the next day, too. So I'll cover that in a second. Um, so when the special came out, I was like, oh, well, man, like everyone's going to see it. And then I'm going to because we recorded it. it. It's so stupid. For anyone who doesn't know, we recorded it right before COVID happened. And then, of course, because of COVID, everything went haywire. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, <laughs> but then putting the special out, getting it edited and putting it out became a, a near impossibility um, to do it. So it took a year in post-production before it actually got released, or two years in post-production. So from uh, it was 2022 when we finally put it out, it was out for a year, and then all this happened, and now it's out, and it's doing fantastically for us. Um, I, I couldn't couldn't really be more happy, um, you know, uh, you know, I mean, 20 million views would be nice, but if you guys could get on that, so, <laughs> all 30, 30,000 TikTok followers that I have, if you guys wouldn't mind each watching it, I don't know, 100 and, 150 times, if you come to mind, just setting computers up and letting them go, <laughs> I'll take the numbers, I don't even, I hate that that's part of my life, I hate that numbers, are, I hate the posting is part of my life, I mean, I like connecting with people. That's really cool. And through the podcast and through social media, that's really great. But, man, I miss the days of just getting in a car and driving and just yelling at people in a bar. Nobody had phones. Nobody had nothing. We just, it was like, you were, that was, they had phones, but they weren't, you know, what are they going to do? Stay home and play Snake on their Nokia? No, they're coming out. Um, so, yeah, we did that show. The late show was fantastic. Uh, absolutely loved it. And then we had to get going first thing in the morning because, Doug Stanhope uh, was here in Vancouver on uh, Saturday, uh, the, what was it, the 7th or whatever the fuck, last Saturday, 6th, 5th, 6th, and uh, he was doing a day drinking show, and I don't know if anybody, um, I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast and knows me knows I just, I think Doug's maybe the best comedian ever, uh, he's definitely, you know, in that conversation, and, uh, and the set that he, th- he did a day drinking show, which I'm very jealous of, he did like, it started at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I only just made it back. I got back to my house because that one I was going to drink for. So I got I, I had to grab a grab the train out and I went and saw the show and uh, he started at two o'clock, a little after two. And good God, was it a good set? I mean, it's one of those things where you're coming off a really great set the night before, you know, and uh, you're like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. You go down and watch it. And then you're like, oh, I should quit. <laughs> I should give up. It was that good. Like I said, it makes you want to get a forklift license or some shit. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I will go work at that liquor store in Red Deer. Um, 
Yeah, it was uh, it was transcendent. It was amazing. I know he's going to camera soon, and if he puts that out there, wow. Uh, so a big shout out to Mr. Stanhope for that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm and, and like I said, it's going to be a slightly shorter uh, podcast, but I want to keep with the theme. Um, I uh, I think it's time for. Let's oh! get- Yes! Anybody who doesn't know what that is, uh, who's joining us on TikTok, and anybody who is first listening to the podcast, what this is, is it's a random topic generator that I found on the internet for people with social problems, and that's uh, comedians. And so um, uh, I thought, well, why don't I, why don't, it's, it's, you, you can talk about anything. It's, it's set up so that you can, like, if you, oh, I'm nervous at a, a meeting, I'll look this up and then ask people how many cotton balls they can shove in their ear or whatever the fuck it is. That's what this is. And it always, I mean, if you think about it in that context, the questions are fucking ridiculous. Absolutely nuts. Um, so um, I'm going to, um, to do one here. Hold on a second. Let's do a general. And then, okay, here is um, What animal or insect do you wish humans could eradicate? Uh, humans. So <laughs> that's, that's an animal, right? If we get rid of us, we're fine. Problem solved, right? We're kind of doing that anyway, but... What animal or insect? Why would I want to eradicate animals or insects? Well, I guess parasite. Maybe there's some sort of parasite. What animal or insect would I get rid of? That? What animal or insect should I get rid of that I, don't, I think? Um, well, if I got rid of bees, then humans would die. So that would be us. Um, but I don't really want to do I love bees. They're great. Bees are awesome. They got a bad rep just because they're wearing the same outfit as the wasps. Wasps are the assholes. Maybe wasps. What are they good for? Murder hornets. No, you want to keep a few of them around. Keep people in line, right? Keep them. What if you had like a pet murder hornet? You just walked it on a string. This is my murder hornet. <laughs> They're fucking big, those things, too. It's like you're flying a kite. That's a fucking big, that's a big bug. How big is a bug? How big does a bug get before you can punch it and feel satisfied? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if a fly came at you and you punched it, you'd be like, well, I don't even really feel that. Mosquitoes, someone says mosquitoes. Yeah, that, that's true. They are kind of shitty. They kill more people than anybody else, which is why I like them. Keep them around. Um, yeah, mosquitoes the most dangerous animal on the planet, other than us, I think. Um, but like, if you like, okay, so say you're gonna if you're gonna have a fist fight with a bug, let's just put it out there because everyone has wanted to have a fist fight with a bug, haven't we all? Uh, if you're gonna have a fist fight with a bug, how big does the bug have to be before you feel like satisfied punching it? You know what I mean? Like, are we talking about a bug that's like? Are we talking about a bug that's like uh, like a murder hornet? I think if you I think if you swung on a murder hornet and connected. I think you would feel resistance. I think that would feel good. You know what I mean? Like, if it hit your hand, you'd be like, fuck yeah, I fucking did. But if you, like, punch a fly, you don't feel that. You know what I mean? Like, like you feel it, but it doesn't, it doesn't, not satisfying, right? Sorry for the sirens in the background, guys. I really need to get back to the studio. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on out there. Uh, as, as long as they are over 21, how big does a bug? <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, yeah, how big is a, I think, I think murder hornets probably, I mean, there's some big, what about those giant fucking spiders, those huntsman spiders or whatever, or those uh, bird-eating spiders? Yeah, fuck a bird-eating spider. I'm not just doing their job, though. But I mean, birds, other than Canada geese, I like birds. Canada geese can go fuck themselves. <laughs> but I like, uh, I like birds. Birds are pretty cool. I mean, if you punched a bird, you'd fucking know. Like, I'm not talking even an ostrich. I'm talking like if you punch a sparrow out of the sky, you'd feel it. But in terms of like a bug... How small does something have to get before it's not satisfying to punch it? Like, I mean, you know, I wouldn't want to punch Danny DeVito. He kicked the shit out of me, but I wouldn't want to punch him. But he's big enough that, you know, I don't know what Danny DeVito comes up in like every fucking podcast. We got to get him on this thing. Anyway, that's a question for you. Uh, how, you know, how, how, what, what bug would be the most satisfying to punch 
in terms of physical resistance. Like I'm talking about like if you lined up like one of those big, those fucking punching bag machines and wham, just, you know, the one that does all those videos on fucking TikTok and Instagram or just the people hitting those things. If you hauled off and fucking hit a bug and it, like one that like could take it, like flew backwards, like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean? Like one of those ones that you're like, oh shit, I bet off more than I can chew. You know what I mean? Because I, 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 there was a hornet. I went, it was camping once and there was a hornet and it was one of these real, it was like, what do they call it? Like a, uh, uh, a bald-faced hornet who's a real fucking dick. And uh, there were, uh, you know, a bunch of kids around. So I was like, I gotta get this fucking thing out of here. So I grab, I, I grab this thing and I put it in a, I get it in a glass, right? And then I, now I'm like, I've got this fucking, just, just this fucking glass full of angry bug. And this thing's looking at me like it fucking knows. And apparently they can recognize faces. So uh, I gotta change my facial hair because who would have just knock at the door? It's just an angry bald-faced hornet. I'm like, oh, shit. And then I try and punch it, and I'm like, oh, too much resistance. <laughs> I've just rolled myself into a corner. Um, yeah, then I put the fucking thing down, and it, it made a run at me. I was like, Jesus. Like, I gotta, you know. Hey, could you imagine, could you imagine if you full-on roundhouse kicked and connected with a bug, how great that would be? Just like, just talk about one of those epic, like some bugs annoying people, like some, just like, I don't know, say like a, one of them spiders that jumps out of the, you know, those terrifying arachnophobia, that's an old reference, jumps out of the tree and then you just, you just, without even thinking, you just John Wick that fucking thing. It'd be amazing, right? It's like Alien. All right, let's do another one of these uh, random topic generators. For people who are just joining us, this is what the podcast is about. It's just me rambling and being ridiculous. And then most of the time I'm drunk and have a guest, but I don't today. Um, okay, the next one. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, were you the class clown or the teacher's pet? I dropped out. <laughs> so I was, I was the fucking, I was the one they all speak in hushed tones about and go, is he in the right class? Should he be in this class with us? Mm. I think dropping out of high school was fucking great. I don't, I don't, I wasn't, uh, people always ask that with comedians. Like, were you funny in school? I guess. But then school's entirely, at that time, because like I said, I'm 45, so school is, uh, was, you know, when I was young, school was designed to beat the fucking resistance out of you. That's all it was. They just wanted you to, like, submit. It was, like, cr crushed under the boot of public education. So um, if you were different or, or interesting or anything like that, that was uh, seen as a problem. Um, so, I mean, that was a bit of a, yeah, that was a bit of a shit-kicking. So that, that, I mean, being... What is a class clown? Because a class clown, because everyone's like, oh, you're a comedian. You must have been funny in school. Well, I mean, I guess. Like, I don't know. Was I funny in school? I don't know whether I was funny in school. I guess I was funny in school. Someone said, Jay says, I got kicked out of a Christian school because I asked if Jesus had a safe word. <laughs> it's probably daddy or claw hammer. Um, that would be really frustrating, just like. <laughs> just drop a claw hammer in front of Jesus. Pray hard enough and maybe you'll be able to get yourself down. <laughs> maybe that's the thing. Maybe he had all these superpowers and that was the one thing that Jesus couldn't... You know, like that movie um, Unbreakable or whatever? Right, Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy. Sky Daddy wants you to do things. Sky Daddy wants you to say certain words and go to a place on Sundays. Sky Daddy. Um... Yeah, that's so fucking weird. Like, imagine that was this one superpower. He's like, oh, man, I'll be fine. I'll be able to. to. Imagine if he actually was going to take over the world. Like, we didn't, like, it wasn't, it was like, a, like, Jesus was actually, like, a supervillain. He's like, I'm just going to get the people on my side. And then I'm going to, I'm going to turn on them. And then there was one brave Roman soldier who was like, I know how to stop this man. I'm the only one who can stop him. You know, humanity needs a, needs a, needs a hero, whether they're a villain or not. So maybe he's just like, I'm just going to, 
that that Roman soldier was like, I think I've figured out the puzzle of how to stop Jesus. <laughs> and everyone's like, no, you're a madman. He's the son of God. You'll never stop him. He's like, I know his one weakness. It's wood. <laughs> Just like fucking hammers this guy into a fucking two by four, changes the world forever. Yeah, but imagine if he hadn't. Jesus would have taken over with his, Jesus has heat vision. Nobody knew that, right? Real the boys. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Let's do one more of these. Um, okay. Uh, which do you prefer, books or movies? That's what I, I don't know. I, you know, I like, I don't like movies very much. I get bored uh, very easily. I have like three things going at once all the time. So I get bored. But same with, but with books, I can at least kind of, you know, lock into them. You know, I don't know. Um, and by the way, anyone who's uh, listening to this or watching this podcast, if you want to um, comment on it, I know we're doing it live, um, send me a letter at www.skpodcast at gmail.com. And um, I, will, uh, I will. And also, if you want to uh, know about these live podcasts, you can follow uh, me on uh, Twitter and on uh, Adam Famous on Twitter and uh, at www.skpodcast on, www.skpodcast on uh, Twitter. And I will let you know next time I'm doing one of these live ones, because I kind of, I kind of like this, this is kind of fun, you know, because I mean, basically the whole, the whole point of the podcast was just to chat with you guys, and and get to know you, and tell you what, what life's like for a comedian who's not new, but not famous, like someone in the middle, you know what I mean, everyone thinks when they they find out you're a stand-up comedian, they always think you're either a famous person, or no, or like, like you're failed, which is, you know, it's, that's not true, there's a bunch of us out there just plugging away journeyman comics, I would be one of them, Books or movies, which do you prefer? Um, uh, from years of driving for doing comedy, I think audio books. I like those a lot because then I can do a bunch of different things at once. Like I can drive or I can think or do whatever I'm doing while the audiobook's playing. Um, so I'll, I'll slam a bunch of those into my head as fast as I can. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess probably movies, I guess if I had to decide. Because, I mean, what do I... I definitely watch more movies than I read books, which is appalling, and, uh, you know, uh, my, my mother would be ashamed, but it's true. Um, my my, my, fam, my my brother and my mom just read all the fucking time. Voracious readers, they call it. Um, all right, let's do one more of these, um, because I have to do, I have to get, what do you, what do you think about reality TV? Why do you think it's so popular? People are sad. That's why. People are fucking broken, and they, they want escape. They want, they want to look at, Humans have this thing in us where we just want to see failure. It makes us feel better about ourselves. More security. When you see someone else lose, um, it gives you some security. It's a very old instinct. It's not our fault. We're only about 300,000 years old as the sapiens we are, so we don't really have a chance to... We haven't evolved enough emotionally or intellectually to deal with that. We're just really smart, hairless monkeys. We're just doing a great job of fucking things up. But And there's a lot of great points about humans, don't get me wrong. Uh, not like I'm trying to sell into some sort of aliens. Like, I mean, you don't have to eradicate all of them. You know what I mean? Cut it down to a billion. That's fine. <laughs> There's fucking eight, eight plus billion of us. Can you believe that? Eight plus billion. Jesus Christ. Um, I think people like reality TV and stuff because uh, I think uh, – I know why networks like it because you don't have to pay writers, nearly as many writers, um, and it's way cheaper to shoot. I think reality TV is something that appeals to people because they've got – I think um, they've got the uh, – yeah, they, they, they're allowed to see windows into other people's lives, which obviously are greatly exaggerated. It's like social media. Why is social media 
Why is this entertaining? Why is talking to people? Why is it because you want to see windows into other people's lives? And before social media was a thing, really, reality TV was the way you did that. And even though it's incredibly scripted and fucking horseshit, it still um, gave someone a belief that they were watching something that wasn't completely, you know, sanitized for their protection. So it's almost like you get this. And then if you can watch people fail, um, so they, I mean, people love watching things like America's Got Talent. They can see people succeed. They like that too. But ultimately, it's way more fun to watch people fuck up. It's so much more fun to watch people fuck up. You feel better about yourself. For years, tabloid magazines existed. Oh, they still do, where people could just, oh, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, she's allergic to crab. Fuck you, lady. Like, that's the way, you know, while you're standing there with your fucking eight kids and your minivan full of garbage. And, but you can feel better about yourself, right? So it's not my fault. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, my life's bad. I've made some choices I don't want, but at least I don't have a drinking problem like Russell Crowe. Like, you know, that's why we do it. And so I think reality TV gives you that kind of access as well. It's like you can watch it and be like, uh, I mean, you know, like the Kardashians are a fucking train wreck and everything, but they know that. That's what they're doing. That's why they edit these reality TV shows to put more conflict in and everything else, because they know that's what people want. People watch NASCAR for the crashes just as much as they watch them for the races. And that's exactly, I didn't say racism. <laughs> they watch NASCAR for the racism. Well, um, but no, but it's like, and so people like to see the disaster. They like to see the collapse. They like to see the failure. And, and reality TV, I think, appeals to that, right? I think that's why people like that sort of thing. That's why people like this sort of thing. I mean, what are we doing here? We're talking. We're, I mean, you guys are great and everything, but people love to see videos of people, uh, you know, failing. And, but they want the reality of it more than anything else, or what they think is the reality. And that's the one thing that has been really interesting with social media is it's cut down even more between you. Because even with reality TV, we all know it's sanitized. We all know it's scripted. We all know all that other horseshit's been going on. But what... What we do know um, with uh, reality TV is that it's gone through filters, whatever those filters were. Whereas we can now believe that what we film on our phones and what we put up and what we, I mean, particularly live feed stuff, we can believe that it is real. I remember the first time I saw actual real footage from um, a, a, an international or, a, you know, a, a crisis or whatever. And it was, it was during the Arab Spring in like 08. I believe that someone was shooting a video as it happened, and uh, unfortunately, I saw this woman get shot, uh, which really freaked me out um, because I was like, "Oh my God, this is actually happening!" But it was so unfiltered and uncensored, and um, knowing that you're getting something from the source as much as you can, this was also um, previous to deepfakes, or at least what we have is deepfakes now, and so it really. Um, it's addictive. You're like, oh shit, this is happening right now. I'm like connected to this part of the world. Periscope was a thing that existed for a while. It was like a live streaming site. I don't know if you guys are probably too young to remember that. And uh, that was addictive too because you're like, you're connecting with people directly and live. And that's why this is fun um, because what's happening right now is like I'm talking to you guys in real time. You know, when I do a podcast, it's great, but it's, it's essentially like it's you recording a program. I'm going to put this out on my YouTube channel. I'm going to put this out um, on Apple or whatever the fuck else it goes. But it's going to be, you know, in this case, it'll be a few hours. But mostly it's a couple weeks or a week or whatever after the fact. Um, whereas when you do it live, when you have that instant connection, people love that. And so you get all that fun of the reality show, all the fun of the, oh, these people might fail or this is the drama and everything. And then it happens as it happens. I think that's why people like, like it bothers me because I love stand-up comedy. I made a stand-up comedy for stand-up comedy for 23 years, and uh, uh, you know I've done tens of you know 10,000 shows probably something like that, and um, and I see all these videos now, these heckle videos of these people like it's if if you were to be if that's just to be believed, um, yeah, real conversations like this is the reason I have TikTok. Thanks, James. This is, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, 
Um, if 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 uh, the videos you see online of stand-up comedy mostly are to be believed, then you would think that stand-up comics deal constantly with hecklers, sometimes aggressive, sometimes not, or just idiots in the audience. It doesn't happen that much. I would I would say to you that if you're getting heckled that much, it's it's a you problem. I mean, I've been doing comedy for a very long time, and I've done it in places like. Um, you know, what, like the, the rowdiest fucking bars, people who had no idea there was coming, long before I could sell any tickets, and God knows I don't sell that many, but long before I could, I was doing shows in these insane places, performing for absolute fucking maniacs, you know, people who were high on Chuck and people who were like fucking had been working all week and they were drunk and they were fucked and stagettes and everything else you can imagine. And in that time, I would say Paul probably... Uh, that was a weird noise. It sounded like a cat with a speech impediment. Probably, I would, I would say there's been maybe, maybe a dozen incidents, a dozen, uh, where it's got to the point where it's been, I'm not talking about people who are drunk and talking. That fucking happens all the time. I'm talking about people who are specifically malicious and trying to wreck the show or be brutal or whatever the fuck they're trying to do. Um, that doesn't happen that much. And I know that some of it, like, and I know that the, 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 the heckle videos and everything are popular. I know people like that. I know they want because they think it's, it's a real thing that's happening. But the great thing about stand-up comedy is that you, is that, that we put effort into it and work into it and make it a thing. It's, 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 it looks much easier than it is for a reason if you're doing it right. So if you're getting heckled all the time, I mean, I have a joke in my act about like how some comic was, she was having a mediocre set and she got, someone threw a bottle at her and she caught it and then everyone flipped out like all of a sudden that made the set better. I mean, good for her for catching it, better reflexes than me. It would have bounced off my big fucking melon butt. Just make a bunk noise. <laughs> just, just would have become a meme of a guy getting hit in the head with a fucking wa- with a bottle. But the thing is, that is not the art form. That is the, the crashes in NASCAR and that's what the heckler videos are. These are the car crashes. We're race car drivers. We're not crashers. And the people who post videos all the time, I mean, you go to an open mic now, you go to, you go to work out on a mic, you go, and there's, there's fucking tripods everywhere. And there's, 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 there's you know, uh, people are recording their audio. People got, it's, it's crazy. People who've done comedy three times are putting that shit on Reddit. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? You're going to regret the fuck out of it, but it's because it's seen as a shortcut through. You can skip a bunch of steps, you know? Get 550,000 TikTok followers, and all of a sudden, you go from open mic opener to headliner, whether you're ready or not. And you're not ready. You're not fucking ready. Because this is a hard job. It is not easy to do. And it's not easy to do well. And the last thing you want to do is Brendan Schaub yourself or whatever, which I, I don't even know that guy, and I heard about that, and I was like, fuck, that sucks for him. Like, he was handed a golden ticket and just wasn't ready for it, from what I gather. And I'm like I said, I mean, on the off chance this gets to him, I don't know... That dude, I don't know. I, I I don't know whether he's. I don't know anything about him. I just this is something I'm hearing. I'm not in that circle. So, but what a terrible situation to look back and be like, oh man, I had the chance and I I wasn't ready. So the whole thing about show business is doing it enough to be ready for opportunity when opportunity arrives. Um. Oh, James says, what's the favorite joke you have ever wrote? Um. I don't know. And it really, you'd have to catch me. There's some bits. One of my favorite jokes is the closer off my special that's up now, the as good as or better than. There's a closer there about defining um, like logical arguments to justify uh, ridiculous things. And basically, you'd have to, you'd have to see it. I, every time I try and post it on TikTok, they pull it down. So it's one of those. Um, I, I only get so many. I can only 
do that so many times before I get in shit. Like a couple times I got warnings and they, they were like, don't, don't keep doing it. If I can, don't put that on there, bud. I don't know why it's John C. Riley. Um, hey, hey, stop putting stuff on, on the people who don't like. They're going to, no, you shouldn't do that at all. They're going to, they're going to turn that off. <laughs> Using comedy to speak truth is brilliant. And you know what? The thing is about stand up comedy that's great about it is, um, is that it is the sugar that helps the medicine go down, right? Like, I mean, the, the dark jokes and twisted jokes and fucked up jokes are how people deal with terrible shit. Um, stand up comedy, like when you're, when you're going to an audience, you're standing in front of an audience, you don't know what they're dealing with, you don't know what they've gone through, you don't know what their life is like. There could be people that are thinking about how they forgot to pack their kids' lunch for school, and there's people who are dealing with a parent who's sick, and there's people who are like, who are, this is their first day off in three weeks, and they're exhausted, and the, but their husband dragged them out, and they're like, I'll fucking go, fine, I'll go see this fucking guy. So you don't know what you're dealing with. So asking them to climb aboard difficult topics and follow you that way, is, it's risky. It's a risky thing to do if you can't do it right. So what you do is you put just enough humor in it if you want to hit something important you put just enough humor in it that it allows it to be digestible right so it's like like i said it's the sugar that goes around the medicine so people can swallow the medicine and and that's hopefully if you get it right that's what it should be but i never understood comedians who are adversarial and i've said this before on the podcast i don't know why comedians are like uh you people it's it's we we are you're not you're not outside of the equation all right dickhead like just because you're a stand-up comic doesn't mean you're fucking an alien who didn't have any, you're part of the human race. You make different choices, you have different, um, um, uh, you know, opinions on things, and you may have the privilege of time, which is what I have, the privilege of time. I mean, it's the middle of the fucking workday, everyone out there is working, I'm fucking yammering into a phone and into a podcast, and that's what I'm doing, But because that, that's my job. So I have the privilege to sit here and think, okay, I have all this time free to, 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 to say these things and do these things and everything and look at these ideas, and, and it's, it's not that you're in any way smarter than it's that you have more resources to assess what's out there so if i want to think about um something that's like uh you know i don't know if i want to think about the environmental crisis and i want to figure out angles on it so i want to i want i want to figure out how can i talk to people about this and make it funny so i i think about well like what's something that affects them on a daily basis well okay so you know thinking about the big thing about global climate change and everything is it's it's heavy it's exhausting it's really exhausting especially if you have children it's really exhausting because you're like what the fuck the world's going to be garbage for them it's tiring and people don't want to do that all the time but what is the funny part of it well the funny idea is that i mean Somehow, like, what did we come up with? Plastic bags. We're going to ban plastic bags and straws. That's what we came up with. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't do that. Obviously, we should. Single-use plastics are incredibly dangerous, and it's bad and everything else. But I'm also saying the U.S. military is the largest uh, single user of petroleum in the world, and they're massive polluters. So what I'm saying is, 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 is it's a comparative issue, right? Like, it doesn't matter how many plastic bags I don't use. Um, you know, one F-35 is probably going to undo all that. So I'm not saying we shouldn't do the things. I'm saying, how do I make that funny? So what I do is I talk about the funny thing about the environmental thing. You know, if I want to talk about the environment, I want to talk about that. I talk about um, a piece of it that touches people every day in their lives, right? So like in my last special, I had a bit about um, euthanizing people who were sick and old and, and had the, you know, the, the right to an honorable, uh, the right to death. And um, so I, I did it uh, talking from a point of view of, of someone like of uh, my grandfather and being like, well, this, this is a, it became personal and then that connects with people. Right. It's like so it's like it's like I have a bit right now I'm working on and I and I um, try to explain how insidious capitalism has gotten where where we're at our current system, how insidious it is. And I go capitalism 
uh, is everywhere and it bleeds into your everyday life and it fucks your thoughts up. You don't even realize it, but I bet a bunch of people in here think, well, I love my, uh, I love my uncle, but I hope he dies so I can buy a house. And that's a fucking thing. People think that. And, and it, it's terrible, but that's... So that's how you kind of try to, you know, try and climb inside what... Try and pull the right levers so that you can get the message through. So you still have a point to everything, and you still have, you're still saying what you want to say, but ultimately it's got to be entertaining. If it's not entertaining, I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing fucking TED Talks. You know what I mean? I don't know whether that even makes sense. Um, holy shit, the time has flown by. This is amazing. Thank you so much to everyone who... Uh, who thank you to everyone listening to this and watching this. Uh, thank you to everyone on uh, TikTok Live who's watching it. If you want to see it again, uh, later on today, it will be up on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash thecitizenstrange. You can find the link in the link tree. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, please like, rate, and subscribe if you can, um, and share it if you want. Um, normally, uh, like I said, we have guests. If you're, this, this is your first time with the podcast, normally have guests. Sometimes I will do things like this. Uh, uh, where I will just talk to people. I'm trying this whole live thing. Let me know what you think of it. If you didn't like it, well, well let's not do it. If you did like it, m- maybe it's a Patreon-only thing. I don't know what we're going to do here. Send me a letter at www.skpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you know, let me know what you think. Um, I really enjoyed this. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you to everybody who has... Uh, watch the special and shared it and liked it and uh, and uh, if you there will be a link at the end of this on YouTube uh, if you're listening to this um, then you can uh, go find my special on 800 pound gorilla media's YouTube channel um, all the links are on my website and uh, on, on my social media and you know, fucking you, you know how this works Jesus <laughs> I'm so bad at this I'm so fucking bad at promotion <laughs> oh my god what the fuck, man? Like, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I feel like someone who's been trying to learn a language for 20 years and has just given up. Like, I just, <laughs> they're like, you got to post every day. I'm like, all right. And they're like, you got to post it this time. I'm like, okay. And like, you got to post these things. I'm like, I don't know. Fucking and then eventually I just get frustrated. I'm surprised I've been going as long as I have. Oh my God. Anyway, thank you so much for, uh, thank you so much. I don't know why my voice went like that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for, uh, the incredible support for the special. I am beyond grateful. Um, everybody involved is super, super, super happy. And, uh, I am so happy and so grateful for, uh, like I said, I don't have a ton of fans, but the fans I have are fucking amazing. And that is you. That is you. And if you're listening, that's you. Um, thank you so much, uh, for this. And, um, yeah, I guess that's, uh, that's what's wrong this week. Bye.